fly the friendly skies of Taiwan. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. <clears throat> We're coming up on one year since we had the uh, multi-school bus-sized uh, balloon floating around over, over, overhead. And right now in Taiwan, they have four. They've had four recently. <laughs> now, let's look back at this simply because... While a lot of people sit out there and they get all sort of excited and jacked up about things they read, this was actually something that was going on. And um, the, 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 here in the United States, this quickly faded from the, uh, from the forefront, you know, because of the fast-moving news cycle. But how many different things do we get told about this balloon? First of all, it was a weather balloon that just got away from them. But then sometimes somebody in my... See, as soon as they launched it, we knew. Our intelligence apparatus knew. So when it, you know, breached our airspace, we saw it coming. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess it was the, the Montana local media. They looked up and saw it and said, what's that? But anyway, um. Biden administration, or at least the, the executive branch part of the Biden administration, was trying to keep this quiet. And then when it was popped by uh, the Air Force and fell into the waters right off of South Carolina, well, we got to see it. And they got some really nice high-resolution pictures of the United States, including pictures with military facilities. Like I said, our intelligence apparatus knew when it launched. It didn't do anything about it when uh, it... it breached airspace uh the biden administration was making the effort to keep congress from finding out about it which ended up in a colossal failure and uh, they were using <laughs> and this part i can't even make up this is just a funny part <clears throat> they were using our uh, our internet apparatus in place that they were overhead of wherever it was this was how they were transmitting data back to china and the biden administration knew this and they asked for a FISA order to monitor it and track it. They connected to a U.S.-based company, according to the assessment, to send and receive communications from China, primarily related to its navigation. So it was guided. It, was, it wasn't just floating around like, oh, I'll just go where the wind blows. The officials said the assessment, with, familiar with the assessment, said it found that the connection allowed the balloon to send burst transmissions or high bandwidth collections of data over short periods of time. Uh, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm talking into an analog mic, talking into an interface that's sending a burst to, uh, to my guy Maestro there, and he's catching it, turning it back into an analog signal. It's not that very hard to do. They sought the highly secretive court order from the FISA court to count, collect intelligence from it while it was over the U.S. <laughs> and we don't know how the court ruled on that one. And this would have allowed U.S. intelligence agencies to conduct electronic surveillance on the balloon. And I cry shenanigans at that one because uh, I hate to tell you this, but the intelligence community is not going out there going, we need to find a judge to sign off on this. This is why they are called spooks. They don't go by that. Don't get all harumphing, harumphing about it. It's been going on like this for years. That's why they're called spies. They circumvent certain processes. 
the unreported, previously unreported uh, effort to monitor the balloon's communications could be one reason they have insisted they got more intelligence out of the device than it has got, than it got as it flew over the U.S. And uh, so I guess the official story now is they were trying to spy on the spy balloon, and that's why they allowed the thing to just keep floating and transmitting data back to China. I don't, you know what, have I got this plugged in? Let me see something. <laughs> Let me see what I got here. I, I may have a, I may actually have a, you know, they, they say it was top men. Nope, that's not it. Anyway. Sounds like uh, it came from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Top men. And, so the, the reason I point this out is because we have a much better apparatus, a, 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 the best Air Force on the planet. And uh, why wouldn't they send these balloons out over Taiwan? I'm sure they're just checking out the weather. Maybe for a future vacay. One where they expect the Taiwanese government to just surrender and not make a big fuss about anything. So they got a visit from the bad year blimps. And we get this. Taiwan's defense ministry said China sent four balloons over the island, three of which passed near a key Air Force base. The reported incursions on Tuesday came as China's been upping its threat to use force to annex the self-governing republic. The defense ministry said three of the balloons passed from east to west close to the Qingchan Kang Air Base. I'm not making that up. Home to much of the Taiwanese air wings dedicated to defending the island against the Chinese military threat. The fourth passed north of the port of Keelung, which services Taiwan's crucial trade relations with Japan, a treaty partner with the U.S. They're going to make a move against Taiwan while, while Biden is in the presidency. And now that we are beginning to see what we're beginning to see, and uh, I'm, I'm watching the disarray and everything else going on within the Democrat Party, I'm beginning to think that they're beginning to think the Chinese, at the very least, that he won't be the president much longer. Plus, Taiwan is getting ready to uh, to have an election as well. So, do you think these spy balloon visits are sending a message just before the Taiwanese elections? Right now, China has used their military and diplomatic and economic power to influence voters to back candidates that favor unification between the sides. And there you have it, foreign interference in a, uh, you know, a democratic nation's elections. Alert the media, because they seem to find Russian collusion under any rock they turn over. Maybe put them on finding Chinese money trying to manipulate the Taiwanese election. Well, you know what, I just forgot. We can't talk about the Chinese money because Hunter's in there. So, when China makes an aggressive move against Taiwan, it will be Joe Biden's fault. Because foreign policy is the purview of the president, not Congress, not the judiciary, not Trump, not the executive branch, not the MAGA Republicans. Right now, today, in, in its entirety, Joe Biden. So when we go wobbly on the international stage and the bad actors push back to do bad things, the current president needs to own it. And, uh, you know, this all started with Afghanistan, that failure in afghanistan the ram i mean this caused echoes and tremors and ramifications across the globe this told putin what he was dealing with this told z what he's dealing with 
or she. And here's the thing. <laughs> I saw somebody ask this question the other day. I, I find this the most interesting of questions to consider. I'm sorry I didn't come up with it myself. Why are we arming Ukraine because they're our ally and we're disarming American citizens and not willing to arm Israelis who are our allies? Now, when it comes to China, Joe Biden talks a big game and he, he says they're a competition, but we aren't in conflict. And that's a bunch of junk. They've been saying they're on a combat footing with us since 2019. And if the Biden administration hadn't abandoned Afghanistan, it might be different. If they shot down the spy balloon when it crossed over into, uh, into uh, Alaskan airspace in February, things would be different. Um, you know. And if we had done that and it made the Chinese mad, what were they going to do? Get mad and invade Taiwan? Well, they're already saying they're going to do that anyway. So, which is better? Do we blunt their intelligence gathering uh, attempts while we can and keep them from gathering intelligence on us? Or do we allow them to gather it and watch our reaction too and then figure out, well, we just got some weak sauce right now sitting in the, you know, the resident. He's just weak. Which do we do? I don't know. Joe Biden is getting ready to get out there on the uh, on the uh, re-election trail. <laughs> and the way he's going to do it is he's, he's going to spin the white supremacy fairy tale for you one more time. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And uh, here we are, January the 4th. Two days from today, it will be January the 6th, which has become the holiest day on the Democrat calendar. You know, we've long, you know, Christians have celebrated the Feast of the Epiphany on January the 6th. And the Democrats venerated as an excuse that they've been using since 2021 to eliminate political opposition through incarceration, illegal harassment, and a general shredding of the Constitution. So... Now that we are in an election year, the commie puppet masters who run what's left of the Biden brain are adjusting their upper downer cocktail so they can send him out in public and turn up his hate-filled rhetoric to volume 11. <laughs> uh, and we get this. Yes, with the anniversary of January the 6th coming up on Saturday and with Joe Biden apparently planning to run for re-election as far as he knows, the campaign is coming out swinging on Saturday and Monday. Biden is set to deliver speeches on January 6th and white supremacy, not the economy, not the wars overseas, not finding a way forward from the vicious hate and the rise of anti-Semitism, not even a pretty little lie about the border. No, we're back to the mega, mecca, muga, maga white supremacists. Roll Call reports that the Biden campaign announced on Tuesday that his strategy for the new year would be to focus on Trump as a dictator. Well, I don't know why not. I mean, that's what they do. They project, right? Whatever they're doing 
is what they say you're doing. Now, very, very subtly, I've been noticing that some outlets have been sort of toning down that whole insurrection talk and instead substituting the word riot, which is closer to what it actually was. Um, although it was actually more of a mostly peaceful protest in the actual using the word the way it's supposed to be, you know, the terminology, the way it's supposed to work. Now, Biden has got a big problem because Biden has gotten... One of the problems I had with uh, with Barack Obama and John McCain was John McCain only talked about Barack Obama and Barack Obama talked about what he was going to do. And um, one of the reasons, besides the fact that McCain was just a lousy candidate, uh, all he did was talk about Obama. So... In what I look at as a very unforced error, even though the you know we know the leftist uh, media is going to be there and doing all this other stuff, um, he's going to talk about Trump, which is disastrous. I mean, the your opponent's going to be talking about you, and you're going to be talking about what you're going to do, and that's because he can't run on anything. His record is disastrous. So more than ever before, they're going to have to demonize Republicans. And they'll insist that it's only because Trump that they're being so harsh. But, you know, they were doing this to George W. Bush. You know, he was Hitler before Trump was Hitler. Mitt Romney gave a woman cancer. And this year, it's all the dictator stuff. And it isn't just politicians who they smear. If, you, if you're going to vote for a, a Republican, you know, hey, where's your little pointy hat? I don't know if they keep uh, records on this. They probably ought to. They probably should have a talking point scorecard that they laminate. And they should keep a master copy here so they don't say the same thing over and over again. Because after a while, when you get out there and you say, well, the sky is falling and we keep looking up and it's still sitting up there. After a while, we begin to understand that you're just lying. But this year's shiny object, which this is the problem. See, Biden doesn't know how to use the shiny object. Trump does. So this year's shiny object to distract voters from the Biden disaster is going to be white supremacy. But guess who practices the most white supremacy? They will get out there every day. Now, if you were to go out there and say, hello, black America, do you guys have a driver's license? They would say, yeah, sure do. Got a car too. Why? Well, we're being told by the Democrats, you guys do not have the wherewithal to go out and get ID. And, of course, you'll be looked at a little bit. And then, you know, make sure to point out, listen, that's not me. I'm just I'm just quoting to you what they're saying. Of course they have ID. This is 2024. Of course they have ID. They have cars. They have jobs. You know, and they're just like anybody else. Uh, whether you're white, black, beige, plaid, Hispanic, whatever it is, if you're not involved in crime, you're just a normal person. And it's a very small amount of people that are actually involved in crime. They're very prolific. They make it look like it's big and bad, but it's just a very small group of people that actually do that. So it's not all black people, it's not all Hispanic, and it's not all white. So <laughs> as I look there, and I mean, you know, I'll go whenever I go to the DMV and put up that with that own. Does anybody like going to the DMV? I'm just asking. My son had to go yesterday. He didn't like it either. I don't like it because you sit there for a very long time to do very little. And I'm sure there's lots of people there and everything. And I know they got lots of things, a lot of the moving parts and everything. But 
You know what? I have been out. I've been out of the army for 33 years. I'm becoming one of those. Uh, I'm becoming more and more civilianized as I go. So I, I don't think that's a necessarily a good thing. But they're the ones that are the most white supremacist out there. They'll get out there. I mean, so like uh, a lot of the discussion here lately has been about uh, leave the world behind. Right, that movie that came out that the Obamas got a uh, a production credit on, which they didn't really do very much in the production. They they did it to for for uh, name recognition for everybody to look at it, sort of curiously. But if you look at it, you see Julia Roberts, who used to be America's sweetheart, she's being racist in that movie. She's being racist to uh. <laughs> uh It's quite the caricature to watch that stuff. But that's what the left does. They're also out there showing uh, American forces attacking American cities, which they're attacking Manhattan. Why would you attack Manhattan? Manhattan has no military value at all. You don't have to attack it. You could just roll into it. Get out, get out of the vehicle say, I conquer thee, because that's all you're going to get out of it. That's all. That's all. You don't have to get out there and strafe it and bomb it and run, do an A-10 run at it and drop, uh, you know, uh, air-to-surface munitions and all. You don't have to do that. No, you don't have to do that. You can just just block it off. <laughs> just shut it down. You don't have to tear it up. And see, the reason that I look at that is not necessarily because of the Obama's thing, but because that's Hollywood that's writing it. Hollywood wrote that. The notes that came from that, from the Obamas to the writer, uh, he looked at him. He was very he was he kept every single one of them. Everybody there loves Obama that was involved in the production of that. The movie was already written when he started sending them notes on the script. Okay, so um, yeah, we, we would. Uh, there's no military value to attacking something that has very very uh, very fragile infrastructure that's going to take a lot of money to rebuild right because normally that's what we do we tear it up then we rebuild it and there's there's no military force there to fight and there's who's going to who's going to be the uh, wolverines in manhattan so if you want to know where the white supremacy is coming from it's coming from the left in everything they do all that projecting they do you can see it all over the place and when I saw that, I was just, you know, that, another one that's come out is Civil War, right? There's, a, there's another movie out there where it's Civil War, where they're making out like uh, the military is a bunch of rubes and all this other nonsense. It, it's a bunch of junk. It's just a bunch of junk. And it's fantasy. It's absolute fantasy. One of the things I found, you know what, I'll bring that up. In a, maybe I'll bring that up in the next part. Who knows? But um, here's my biggest question regarding, as I segue into the colleges, where is all of that hatred coming from? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Claudine, don't give in to hate. That will take you to the dark side. 
GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Claudine Gay on her way out the door was shocked. You know, she she didn't apologize. It was, you know, she wasn't apologizing because, you know, this was this. You guys took me the wrong way, but she was shocked that anybody would question her commitment to opposing hate. Which is, uh, that's common of the self-imagined elite, if you will. Which is anybody that is on the left-hand side in business and academia and the arts and government, which is everybody, isn't it? Um, <laughs> and they're committed to fighting hate everywhere. Except, here's the problem. They are also the ones that are going to tell you what is and is not hate. Because they're actually, they're, they're fighting white supremacy and institutional racism and systemic racism and anti-anti-racism and domestic terrorism and insurrectionist. Anything with an ism and ist or a phobe, they are against that. And hate is one of those things. So um, th this means because they're always finding new hate and new anti-somethings, the, the fight always goes on. It never ends. And uh, the problem is that despite all of these, you know, all these fights that they fight, they, there's never any progress either. Nothing ever changes. And this is because they're fighting their own human nature, which is kind of silly. Human nature has not changed that much. You know, by now, now that we have iPads and Teslas and all these other things, we should be almost on the same level as the Vulcans. We should be coming up on warp drive. But we're not. We're not. For the most part, everything has, you know, since Ford came out with the Ford, we're still, you know, the internal combustion engine still runs, still reigns supreme. We still have to put everybody, strap everybody on top of an explosive that channels it out the back and vectors and shoots them straight into orbit to get them in space. We're not lifting off with impulse power, nothing. Technologically, uh, while we are semi-advanced, uh, at the same time, uh, we haven't had the next big thing come up yet, no matter what you hear the residents saying. But... I'm confused here, especially coming from Claudine Gay, because she was the first black female immigrant president of Harvard, and she was appointed at warp speed faster than anybody in Harvard history because she had this steadfast commitment to confront hate, and she was also the icing on the D-I-E-K, or the D-E-I cake. The D-I-E is what actually happens to people that embrace D-E-I. And she was the single most academically qualified person on planet Earth. But only on the one that exists in the comic world, I guess. And the reality that is the actual reality, we still don't know how deep her, how the depths of her plagiarism. <laughs> right now, uh, she's over 50 documented instances. And uh, the other thing is that she's never written a book. She hasn't published a single book. And uh, she hasn't done enough peer-reviewed papers of any sort of, uh, you know, academic or any, any other sort of study to make a good paper airplane out of. So I guess what we're facing now is that the demand for hate crimes really exceeds the supply, especially on college campuses. 
Threatening nooses turned out to be shoelaces someone had found on the dorm floor and thoughtfully pinned to a bulletin board in the hope that the owner would find them. Lost and found. Another big news, bigger noose on another campus turned out to be the steel cable loop of a crane. A menacing clan hood turned out to be a co-ed using a blanket to keep warm. <laughs> and who can forget the horror, and I mean the horror, I mean the apocalypse now horror, of driver Bubba Wallace who discovered a noose hanging in the garage. He was assigned at a race. We had to send down 15 crack suicide squad FBI members to get down there and discover that was actually a pull down for the garage door. We found out that the hateful racist threats and graffiti always seemed to turn out to have been uh, non-existent or written by either, you know, black activists or the LGBTQWERTY++, you know, students. Because they're trying to raise awareness. Start a dialogue. So how can it be with all of these uber-qualified social justice warriors absolutely committed to confronting, combating it, and other C-words, hate racism and all the other stuff that they control, which they control it, that they never succeed in a battle. Probably because what they're actually fighting doesn't exist. They, they, they say it exists, that so you'll think it exists, and then you, you, know, you, you sit back and you harumph and all this other stuff too. And, you know, if they're spending billions and billions of dollars and man hours in their noble fight why are they still these cesspools of hate and racism where they advocate for the genocide of one people just because of where they are today and why do people like claudine gay so selflessly labor to with no result to show for it I guess it could be job security. What happens if people unqualified for a real job win? What if they actually eradicated hate and all the rest of the stuff? Why would there be any need for a huge DEI bureaucrat and all the functionaries manning, I mean, personing them? And, well, there wouldn't be a, a need for that because it'd be done. It would be done. It would be solved. And see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's enough really cool stuff happening in uh, in this broadcast area, in this country, on this planet, for me to talk about all good things all day, every day. But no, there's no narrative to be sowed doing that. Then it would just mean that we're all just basically pretty good people. And we can't have that. So don't worry, DEI fans. The demand will never abate. Harvard will never let it go. Hate will always happen. And the dark side will always be out there. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. So... Uh, Let's just get away from calling them Democrats. And I'm not going to call them socialists. They're just communists. They're just communists. Yeah. 
GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. And so far today, I have not messed that up, which is, that's a new thing. That's a whole new thing. Um, so we can just take away the D from anybody that's on the Democrat Party and just put a big C beside it. Because the Democrat Party has been devoured by first the socialists and then the communists. And it also encompasses various anarchists and fascists because fascists are leftist branches such as the BLM and Antifa and the other charming social organizations who are a bit more overt in their destructive intentions. Their view of politicians is both worshipful and cynical. They tend to see and speak of them in messianic terms like Barack Obama. He's the one, the light bringer, the stopper of the oceans. The, you know, there's actually a search term on Google called the Obama halo. <laughs> and you'll see, you'll, and he's also sort of depicted as a pseudo Hindu god of death, almost saint-like. One magazine put him over a cross in time for Easter. And he, he loved to use our troops as a background, you know, a background prop for, for, for his photo ops. And even now today, his followers proclaim him the most brilliant man to have ever lived as he continues to brilliantly damage America. Now, Joe Biden was universally favorable, favorably depicted, but not not worshipped. And right now he's being very much a cynically used sort of guy. Spoiling meat puppet whose uh, usefulness is nearly expired. And he's actually sort of a victim of elder abuse. And even so, if he can be drugged into a fourth Obama term, his handlers will be delighted to keep propping him up. He can be controlled. But the, the commies, they tend to be overtly religious. Their political beliefs are their faith. And there can be no greater power than the pate, which is their secular faith. So, this explains their increasingly overt hostility toward and prosecution of Christians. So, on the text line, I've got this question. Has anyone ever explained how people who insist on more personal liberty and more personal freedom can be authoritarianists? Well, uh, I guess not. You know, if uh, it just depends on who you're talking about and whether that's if that's meant to be. Are you trying to come in on the? See, this is the thing I love about text. There's no tone to that. That could be both an interesting, thought-provoking question at the same time infuriating. That's why I give out the GS Plumbing Talk Line eight hundred nine zero five nine. You know, zero nine eight nine. So you could call in and ask me that. I would love to have that conversation. Right now, as I said before, all the all the communists really do is project. And they see you, if you're a Christian, as a deadly threat. So those that are a little too weak to actually understand the cynical projection part of this, they'll actually believe that. They'll look at you and say, oh, you're obviously deadly. And so when the FBI surveils the Catholics, uh, then that... That, that has some air of, you know, 
reality, a, a real need. And, uh, you know, there were a lot of Christians that were arrested for, for trying to attend church. <laughs> we're being told we're all going to die. And while the Christians want to go pray for their, for their immortal souls, they're getting arrested. Isn't that silly? The other thing you have to understand is that they think that they are morally, intellectually, and politically superior to everybody else. You're all just normal. They're the self-imagined elite. If you don't live in a, uh, if you don't live in a uh, population center, which very soon will be, we'll just refer to them all as hellscapes. If you don't live there and you're in flyover country, well, you're just a rube of deplorable, uninformed, meaningless little life that you have because they're superior. And because they're superior, their beliefs are non-falsifiable. They cannot fail, and no evidence can prove them wrong. And if they do fail, it's, it's because of Trump. <laughs> it's Trump's fault. It's your fault. And when, when they actually do fail, when the policies actually fail, like they are in all of the population centers right now, that failure is either ignored or denied or blamed on their generosity in allowing their opponents to keep living to oppose those policies. And pretty soon, even that one's going to go away because a lot of people are just leaving. And the policies haven't been enforced long enough for their wonders to manifest. And they haven't been imposed on the deplorables good and hard enough. And not nearly enough money's been spent. And failure's impossible. But maybe it's the messaging we're not doing right. Doubling down on failure, you know, and even if it's destructive, let's just double down on it more. That's always their status quo. Joe Biden, he observed, we believe in truth over facts. <laughs> Which is the big wide open door. That's the big wide open door. They can get out and say whatever they want to say, whenever they want to say it. And that's going to be the truth. And while you're trying to sit there and impose facts and, and logic in on it, you're just a fascist, you're just a racist, you're a white supremacist, a domestic terrorist, an insurrectionist, and exist, an existential threat to the democracy that doesn't even exist anyway. So, unless you're a criminal, if you're a criminal, well then, of course, you're favored. But, uh, you know, that's who, that's who the Democrats are. That's why they're, I wouldn't say they're dangerous. The, the, the dangerous part is that you may sit back and think to yourselves, they could actually do all these things they say they're going to do, and there's no stopping them. That's the dangerous part. When we get back, I'm just going to complain about something that just makes me mad because it was it, it's a good thing. It was a good thing when it came out in 76, and it can't be left alone. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.